0: On this Pete and Kimber podcast, we'll scratch up some of the best bits of the show. Scratch up your share of $9 million with Monopoly Scratch and Win. It's back at your nearest Lottery West retailer. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858. This is the Pete
1: and Kimber podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hey, welcome. On Super Bowl Monday, which in the US is a Sunday, Pete Crowley here alongside longtime fan... An expert commentary on NFL, Kimba Cahill.
2: Do you think to get the gig, they have to know how to talk like that?
1: Yeah. Why do they all want to sound like that? I don't know, but if you watch the broadcast, it's exactly what they say. What do you reckon, Kimba?
2: I think that there's going to be a big game today, Pete. There's definitely something happening, but because I'm a girl, I'm nowhere near the field. Ha ha
1: ha ha. Why don't you just bring me another hot dog? <laughs>
2: Every time they cross to the panels, it's just like eight blokes
1: talking about something and like no women to be seen. They're literally and they're literally just repeating in different words what the last guy has just said.
2: Yeah. But if you're Taylor Swift, we're crossing to you 45 times every minute. It was incessant, wasn't
1: it? I mean, we had the broadcast here. Like as we speak, it is currently while we record this 9.52 a.m. We've just gone past the Super Bowl halftime show. We're Mm -hmm. into the second half. Um and yeah, we spent a lot of the first half going, "Oh, there's Taylor again! Oh, there's Taylor again!" Yeah,
2: and people were sort of, sort of online everywhere saying, "Hey, if you had a drink every time the camera crossed to Taylor Swift, you would have been hammered by about six minutes into the game." Crashed.
1: Um, halftime show. Different opinions in the studio from everybody in here.
2: Thought it was boring. Yeah, you. I mean, look like the performance, like you know, the dancers and the outfits around. Very nice but I've seen it at Fringe.
1: Oh, come on. You have not seen that at the bloody on stage at the Elephant and Wheelbarrow. It
2: looked... that, no, that is, <laughs> Not that at the Elephant,
1: but at one of, like, the
2: Spiegel tents. It was just some feathers and some boas and some people doing some cool dance moves. Yeah. I was bored because I'm not... I don't know Usher's music. I'm not going to say I'm not... Like, it's not that I'm not a fan. I'm not, obviously, but I just don't know any of his stuff. So mm. it just seemed like he sung about 40 words in the entire performance.
1: Well, he did do, he did a medley of all of his big hits. Um, Right. And you not being a fan or anything like that, I can understand why it wouldn't have been much top for you. I really enjoyed it because I loved Usher. I Mm. absolutely frothed Usher. And then to see um, Little John pop up and then to see Ludacris pop up as well, because like seeing Luda for me was 20 years ago, driving around listening to Too Fast, Too Furious album soundtrack, <coughs> having just finished I'm sorry, it. I missed it. Yeah, I know. You're really gutted. For me, I liked it. I was like, oh, these are amazing throwbacks. This is really cool. And I get not every artist is for everyone.
2: I understand that. I've been to plenty of gigs where I'm like, I'm not into them, but I'm going because I'm interested to see how talented they are and what they can do. Mm. But it feels like Super Bowl, if they're going to put an artist on, that it should be for everyone. and And Usher just wasn't. Name me one artist
1: who's for everyone.
2: I just mean like if you put on a good show, there's no problem. Like I'm not necessarily a pink fan, but I went to the pink gig and went, that woman can sing. Oh, yeah. She is a performer. Yep. That was a great gig. I feel like the testament to being a great gig is if people who aren't fans can appreciate what it was. True. Yeah. Watching Usher made me go, that was empty. Mm. It didn't really offer much for the people who
1: don't know the music. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys didn't save it for me. No, um, sadly. She, look, she was she was good. Uh, it was cool to see her, but she was there for just I don't know what thirty or forty seconds. They did a cute little number together. I've
2: literally spent like the last hour searching through all my Facebook photos looking for the photo of me and Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm from when I interviewed her. Oh, because she was the fir-
1: your first interview, were you saying? Uh, not my big, first big one, one, but
2: like pretty early on in my career. Mm. She was um, out at like, I think Sandalford Winery and I went out and interviewed her. And I just am looking for this photo of the two of us together. I mean, it wasn't a great shot of me. It's probably not one I want to reflect on when I find it. <laughs> but I've been looking for this thing for ages and can't find it anywhere. It did happen. Did it? Ever happen, or it is this, man- or is this Mandela effect? No, it definitely happened, Are you and, I, sure? and I can tell you what she was wearing. She's wearing, in my mind, I know she was wearing a little blue singlet, like mm-hmm. a blue singlet top. And her, um, uh, what do I call it? Her dressing room, or whatever, where we interviewed her, she insisted on it being all white. And so Sandalfoot had like strung white curtains around the entire room, and there was white furniture and. Yeah, it was it was the first time that I went, Oh, you're a star because you can demand this kind of gear. Do you think she's
1: committed to that? Like committed do, you think, to- do you think she was committed to that where she requested all white and then walked in and there's a little bit of black or red or something somewhere and her <laughs> going, No, this isn't good enough.
2: I'm walking out.
1: Yeah. I refuse to do this show. We had um when we ran the seafood businesses in Midland, mm. uh I'll never forget this. There was this Really old, shitty, like, Hyundai accent. Black Hyundai accent. Looked like it had been bashed to in- within an inch of its life. We love you, Hyundai. You're great. Right. With no number plate on it. Had no number plates. Yeah. And this guy comes in and he looked like, he just looked like a roadie, right, who'd, mm-hmm. who'd been to a con, but it looked like he'd only ever been to a concert and spent the last 40 years of his life there and had never gone home and had a shower. Right. Like, it was that sort of. Okay. He comes in and he goes... I'm going to need um, 40 dozen oysters. I need them by this afternoon. They need to be washed, but they need to be washed in ice water. And they need to be flipped over and turned around 180 degrees. And then he had a heap of other bits and pieces as well, right? He had this entire list. And finally, we got it out of him that it was a rider for Mariah Carey,
2: who was in
1: the Swan Valley performing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he like had all of these really strange requests for seafood. Mm-hmm. And not strange requests as in he was after like really weird products or anything like that. Just in terms of what we had to do and how we had to prepare the seafood. Yeah. But the thing is like he could have been anyone. Like we we actually to this day don't know if it was actually if, Yeah, if it was just having us on or whatever. But he paid the bill. He paid the bill, oh. you know, and there were hun- it was hundreds of dollars. And I also, think it was like 800 bucks. That makes
2: sense because those of us who have ever done jobs running around after talent, that's totally what happens. It's just you going around in your own car having to get yeah. whatever and you're getting paid nothing and they're Ooh. getting paid all the things.
1: How many times have we sent Kerrod to go and get supplies for ham and cheese toasties? Constantly. Mm-hmm. Constantly. He has a better car than me, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into podcast stuff. Oh yeah. Um oh, this this was great. So Bridesmaid tells Bride she's going to Taylor Swift instead of the wedding. Um and you heard the phone call, or you will rather hear the phone call in this podcast between the two of them having it out.
2: It was amazing and I was surprised at the calls we received afterwards. Oh, yeah. Um, we got a little bit of audio from the matchula Matt's first date that he did on Friday night mm. because we sent producer Rami along as a chaperone. Mm-hmm. He got all the goss. Um, and then we introduced Matt to um, basically an intervention. Dr. Kimber paid another visit. It was a bulk, it was bulk build. I didn't charge him, Mm. but I do feel that he got something out of it. Yeah, I think so. And I think if you're a man in the dating scene, you're going to get something out of this too. Yeah. So have a listen and see if it applies to you.
1: Um, The Super Bowl is on. We crossed to Miley Hogan, who was in the stadium. There was plenty going on as she lifted the curtain behind what was happening with the Super Bowl. Um, we asked the question, have you and a relative hooked up with the same person? And boy, did we get some calls. I did not think that would be very common. It turns out it's really common. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. Surprising. Um, and yay or nay? And our boss has a few things to answer for.
2: Yeah, we've got to go to a meeting now um, mm-hmm. where we have to confront the boss. Yep. And, or he rather, he's going to confront us.
1: <laughs> Let's be honest. Here you go. Have a podcast.
2: Now, this Saturday, uh, Taylor Swift is performing in Melbourne which everyone's really looking forward to. Is she?
1: I haven't heard anything about this. Mm, Yeah.
2: Um, Well, everyone's looking forward to it except Jessie because Jessie is a bride who's getting married on the same day. And it turns out her bridesmaid, Liv, went and got tickets to Taylor Swift instead. Now, this happened on our sister station, Fox, in Melbourne with Fifi Box, Brendan Favola and Nick Cody and it blew up worldwide. Mm. It became a really big deal, and it's because the phone call is so awkward. Let's see what happened when Liv called Jess to let her know, I won't be at your wedding because I've chosen Taylor Swift.
3: Hi, Jessie. Hey, Liv. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So obviously, like the whole Taylor thing, we've been talking about it, and you've seen saying how annoying it is that people are backing out but yeah. obviously um, I haven't told you that I got tickets for the Saturday and this was yeah. done before
0: Christmas.
3: However, I was thinking of trying to compromise here and make it work by maybe you, weddings during the day, even though it's, you know, a bit of a drive. I'll just scoot off early and hopefully come back for reception. Like we can obviously make this one work.
0: Is this a, <laughs> is this a prank? Are you joking? No. Liv, are you
3: joking? I feel really bad, I do. But you I have loved Taylor for so long. You are aware of this and you knew how hard it was to get tickets.
0: But you've known this since before December and it's three weeks until my wedding and you're telling me now. Yeah. Lib, I'm. I'm getting married in the Yarra Valley. How are you going to come to my wedding and then go to Taylor Swift and come back. How is that even
3: possible? Well, it depends how long Taylor will be on for. I'm sure that it's like a two-hour
0: thing.
4: Three.
0: Three. Three. hours. Three? Oh, wow. Okay. Three-hour thing. We can go so, back. I can so come back. So you, you want to miss a part of my wedding to go to a Taylor Swift concert? You yeah. know Guessing. how much this has been annoying me that people have been dropping out? to go to her, and you've known all along that you're going to go to her concert.
3: Oh, I know. I sound like such a bad friend, but...
0: I know you love her, and...
3: I've been meaning to tell you, Jessie, I know, but uh, I just, like, I've been so anxious about it, and I know how much this wedding means to you, and I've been there through every step of the way, and when we were trying on the bridesmaid dresses, I was going to tell you, but... You, I
0: don't know. You just paid, and I got nervous. Oh no, I feel. I just. I, yeah. I don't even understand, though. Like you've gone and bought tickets on my wedding date. Oh gee. I, I like, genuinely I'm, thought I'm it was sorry, the Sunday. I'm to, but I'm not trying to be mean right now. But I think I'm just like angry before I'm even upset right now because I'm so stressed. It's three weeks out, and I don't like. I don't. All right. Like, I want you there next to me on my day and you're not going to be there.
4: I know. Okay. okay. You, maybe that, look, I, I'm trying to, gosh, even as a mediator, I've never... I don't know what to say. It's like once in a life. I know. I, just, I, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I yeah. hadn't said that. It's that, a wedding too. I know. It only so happened wish once. Hopefully, girls. We're we're so. This is a really tricky one for your friendship. A lot of friendships end over weddings, and I hate to see this happen to you, girls. And we're going to put you on hold. We will
1: follow up. We're not going to leave it there. So that is the phone call. Um,
2: it sounded like a prank. I was with her friend. I was like, it does sound like a setup. It's not a setup. Yeah, it's She's not a set- legit, <laughs> and so. The, our sister station Fox spoke with The Bride again last week, and this is how it went. We do have um,
4: Jessica, The Bride. Um, are you there, Jess?
0: Hi, guys. How are you?
1: G'day, hey, Jess.
4: Jess. Look, lovely to speak to you, and this time it's not a surprise yeah. call, so you obviously are, husband, know you're on the, the radio. The husband's
1: not coming now. He's going oh. to the Taylor Swift oh. No,
5: well. don't, even, oh.
1: don't even joke. <laughs> he wants to watch Swifty.
4: I mean, exciting time for you, Jess. You are nearly a week and a half away from your wedding. So that's obviously your focus right now.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, it's all steam ahead for the big day.
4: But now how, how are things, everybody wants to know, what's happened with Olivia? How is the situation between you two?
0: Um, yeah, obviously I was um, put off guard when I heard everything on the radio and I suppose I was pretty mortified that she chose to do it on live air. Um, and pretty angry, if I'm honest, but um, Liv and I did speak after the show, um, and I've told her that she's cut from the wedding, and um, she's shown her true colours, so if she wants to go to the concert, she can go to the concert.
1: Right. How did she take that?
0: um, Look, there was a bit of fighting, not going to lie, um... She obviously still did wanna take the route that maybe she could come for some of the wedding and then leave, um, but realistically, that wasn't feasible. And look, to choose someone to be your bridesmaid is a pretty big deal, in my eyes at least. Um, and she was a really good friend. And if she saw a Taylor Swift concert as more important, then um, that's her choice. I don't, I don't want her as a part of my day she didn't even make an effort to try and sell the ticket to go on another day. And I think that's what kind of hurt oh, right. me as well, is that she just said, oh, I'll just leave your wedding yeah. and then, you know, come back. Yeah. So yeah, yep. it's just, it's been a bit of a rough couple of weeks. Um, Obviously some of my friends are Colt Taylor Swift fans as well, and some of them have taken Liv's side. So it's, definitely not been the lead up to the wedding that i've i wanted so i uh, had yeah.
1: two-part question here jess now everyone in the cars now listening uh <laughs> would want to know are you and Liv still friends and who took the bridesmaid who, who got the Steve <laughs> yeah, who's your new bridesmaid <laughs>
0: um i definitely would say we're not friends anymore <gasps> um yeah, Done. we haven't really, we had that one call after the show and I've kind of just like blocked her now. I don't oh, want to hear it. Wow, wow. Um, She reached out to some of the other bridesmaids and said if they still needed help with the hen's night and all that and I said, block her. I oh, don't want her involved with it at all. I wow. just think I, I honestly thought a lot more of her. Like I, I, I want to say I get it but also like this is my wedding. Like if it was anything else, I would get it. But yeah, it's just been really hard. And just like I didn't expect to lose friends over such an exciting time of my life. It's meant to be a really exciting time for me. So um, it just really sucks that um, someone who I just loved so much has kind of um, done this. So, yeah.
1: Jeez, what a bridezilla. <laughs>
2: Honestly,
1: it's Taylor Swift we're talking about here.
2: There is no way I'd do that to a friend. <laughs> I can't I believe... I can't fathom that.
1: I can't believe they're... Like, it's not only... You heard in there, it's not only split up their friendship, but other people siding with Liv,
2: the bridesmaid. I've been to a lot of great gigs. There's not one gig I can remember that is worth lifelong friendships. There's just not. Um, I, we're not done with this. Surely there's no one who thinks... Taylor Swift is a better option than going to the wedding. Everyone would choose the friend. You choose the friend. You go to the wedding,
1: and you just accept that you'll have to see Taylor another time. Would you though? Yes. Would you? Is there not one person out there who would choose Taylor Swift? And hey, hey, even yeah. even cop this one.
3: We got one.
1: We know the general answer is you don't. You don't drop your friend's wedding for Taylor Swift or for anything else, right? Because that's the nice thing to do. But there's got to be someone out there who goes, no, mate, it's Taylor Swift. It is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see the biggest star on the planet. And you'll
2: probably get married again and again and again, (laughs) and I'll just go to the other ones.
1: (laughs) We're watching the Super Bowl at the moment, the biggest game in sports, and they've cut to Taylor Swift more than they have the NFL action. Right. This is Taylor Swift we're talking about here. Who are you? Where are you? Where's the person that's going I'd take Taylor Swift over the bride.
2: I think you're hard-pressed to find anyone who thinks that Taylor was a better choice. Mm-hmm. Nikita, would you be choosing Taylor Hi. Swift or your friend's wedding?
3: I'm definitely picking Taylor Swift. I'm <laughs> I do. <knew> <laughs> Nikita. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I would skip my own wedding to see Taylor Swift. <laughs>
2: Wow. Even though you know, like, in that situation, this cost them their friendship. The bride was like, you've been cut from the wedding, we're no longer friends.
3: I It's just uh, something, like, I get that it's a wedding, but sometimes you, like, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's never, you might not get the chance to see it again. Hmm. Who knows when she's going to come back to Australia. Yeah, uh, I like,
2: mean, Taylor does tour, know. though. Like, the friend's going to... Hopefully get married just the once
1: The bride should have been better really Choose a <laughs> different date um, Michelle in Thornley uh, What do you think, are you in this position Would you have gone to Taylor Swift or the wedding I
3: would have gone to the wedding I wouldn't have even thought to buy a ticket I'd be there for my friend because that's what friends are for Especially on a wedding day And I wouldn't have had the audacity To go on air and tell her friend On the radio, I would have done it face to face If wow. I was going to be such a coward And I was saying to the guy before, I gave up a front row seat area ticket to a Keith Urban concert, and he's my idol. Um, my hubby booked a holiday at the same time, and I said, look, I'll meet you there. I'm not going to miss this concert. The kids just said to me, oh, Mum, please get on the plane with us and don't meet us there. So I I gave up my Keith Urban ticket. You give up things for those you love, and a a concert, she's going to come back again or watch it on the freaking television.
1: You know? (laughs) (laughs) Michelle.
2: Yeah, good on you, Michelle. Good values.
1: Buy it up. Love it. Nikki. Yes. Go on. What are you going to do?
0: I would be going to Taylor Swift because friends are very... Replaceable. I tell you that now.
1: What are you going to say? Is something happened to you? This sounds like something's happened to you.
0: I, I just, I just, you know, I don't trust people no more. So, um, friendship is, to me, you've got to be a very, very good friend. And I tell you now, that lady sounds like a bridezilla, and I would definitely go to
2: um, to the concert. Wow! Wow! Oh, it breaks my heart that people don't have. These kind of friendships that are like, you know, if you're a bridesmaid, you're a proper friend.
1: Mm, are you? Yes. Or are you just making up the numbers? No, they're
2: not just picking anybody. No,
1: I've been to a few weddings where you can tell like they're just filling spots because they had to get as many as the groom's got. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> know that's the case. Aww. Chanel in Dean, talk to us. Would this be you? Are you going to the wedding or are you going to Taylor Swift?
3: I definitely picked Taylor Swift. I've already missed a wedding before over a concert. Oh, who'd my you best... go to, Chanel? I went to Fifty Cent over my best friend <laughs> of twenty nine years. Fifty Cent, yeah, Fifty Cent, just a, just a month or two ago. Are you still friends with the bride? I am because we've been friends nearly thirty years.
1: So the, um, so but the, she, 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 was she still mentions
3: it. it every day and I owe her my life. Right, so
1: hang on. So did you tell her, you had that conversation with her and said, I'm not coming to your wedding and I'm going to 50 Cent instead. And she she was cool with it.
3: It didn't quite go like that. A couple of days before the wedding, I pretended I got a bit sick. <gasps> And then she found photos on my Facebook of me at 50 Cent. Chanel! (laughs)
1: Chanel! (laughs) On your Facebook, Chanel!
2: How is she even still friends with you? Oh, 30-year relationship.
1: Wow. That's that's a good friendship.
2: You guys must have, you have, this is one of those friendships where you know too much about me and I can't afford to not be your friend. That's (laughs) what it is. These girls have done some stuff together and know so much about each other. They can't afford to lose
1: their friendship because the other one's going to tell others. Yeah. (laughs) Tonight, uh, tomorrow night rather, back at 9pm on Channel 9 and 9 now, we catch up with Andy Lee for The 100. Good morning to you, mate. Morning, guys. How
2: are you? Oh, we're good. Andy, is the show going to be supercharged with love gear because it's so close to Valentine's?
6: Well, it's, a lo- it's a Valentine's Day special tomorrow night. but Ooh. I need to make sure that people know that you don't have to be into love, romance, or even in a relationship to, to enjoy tomorrow's show. In fact, I think I think we covered more pitfalls with relationships than we did with anything else in tomorrow night's <laughs> Valentine's Day special. Oh, how
2: romantic! I bet people. Yeah. Will- I suppose you figure everyone who's got Valentine's plans is already out
6: <laughs> Well I mean obviously the, the natural idea would be I mean it's the day before Valentine's Day so it's just to get everyone pumped for it yep. um, obviously Valentine's Day on Wednesday but um, I mean for instance I'll throw a couple of questions at you What percentage of Australians don't think kissing is cheating?
1: Oh what percentage uh, of Australians don't think kissing is cheating five five percent five percent. Uh, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say 64%. What?
6: Speech. Gee, I'd hate to be your partner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you just out there patching people left, right and center going, no, this isn't cheating? It's no. All fine. I,
1: look, I've, I've come from an Italian background. Kissing's very <laughs> a part of the green. I think
6: we were, we were talking
1: about, like, when <laughs> Nonna is greeting you and you're doing no. it on both cheeks.
2: We're talking about, like, you know... Mouth out,
1: kissing. I'll tell you, I'm Italian, Mouth, not French.
6: Out at nightclubs,
1: etc. Yeah. Pashing. Oh, I, cha- I changed my answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, what, percent, what percentage of people is it, Andy?
1: It's
6: 12%, Ooh. which I thought was alarming. Most of them apply for married at first sight, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. <The>, um... <laughs>
2: You can always justify and, uh, like, it, I'm sure.
6: I like the way that Pete completely backpedaled there just to
1: try and realise that he wasn't in touch. Oh, no, Liz, Liz um, send me, a, my wife's just sent me a text message, which means she's up, she's listening. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what um, else you got? Right.
6: What percent of Australians have ended their date early because they needed to do a number two?
2: <laughs> Whoa. Okay, I'm going to go with 11%.
1: Uh, I'm, going to go, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 25%. One in four people. Oh, you've
6: bounced back here, Pete. Oh. 20%. Oh, oh. let's
1: go, Pepe. I thought
2: everyone's movements were quite calculated. <laughs> I felt like they come regularly and you just don't book a date during that period. But
6: Well, I mean, we had uh, Sophie on the show was saying, what do you mean? Why wouldn't you just go? And it's like, if you're at a restaurant <laughs> and you say you're going to the toilet and you're not back, Within four or five minutes, that's a that's a date ender.
2: I reckon. Do, is, I think generally, though, it is a generalisation. It seems like men take a bit longer to get that done.
6: Yes, men truth,
2: hang out truth, for I a think, bit longer. Women can probably just get it done and come back.
6: Yes, yeah, Susie made that point actually, but but both said she um she says I've got to step out and make a call.
2: Oh, um, genius! Yeah. I mean, it's Genius. awkward when you're out in the street pooing in a, in a, <laughs> <know, laughs> a pot plug. But... <laughs>
6: but commitment to the call. All right, I got, I got, we need a tiebreaker, don't we? We need a tiebreaker here. Okay, all right, one more. Um, this is opinion-based one. Mm-hmm. What percent of Australians think that if an engagement is broken off, you can ask for the ring break back?
2: Oh, I reckon this is going to be pretty high. Yeah, I me reckon too. this is going to be about 50%. Yeah,
1: I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go with 70%. Oh, 72,
6: Pete. Well done. Yay! Let's go. After confessing to cheating on your wife early, you've really bounced back. <laughs> it's going to take the ring back as well. Yikes.
2: Thanks so much, Andy. It's always <laughs> great having a chat with you.
6: <laughs> it's so much fun having a chat with you guys. Tomorrow night, yeah, Sophie on Dave Hughes, Uh, And then Angie Kent will face the 100. For people who don't know who Angie Kent is, Bachelorette, she's on Gogglebox, but she also has that awkward part where we bring her on, we don't introduce her, and I say, how many of the 100 recognise this person? She's got that 14 seconds of finding out just how many people know who she is. It's my favourite part oh, of the show. Fantastic. But she, she
2: was solidly in
1: as many reality <laughs> shows as she could that year, so Absolutely, uh, you know. yeah,
6: yeah uh, The yeah.
1: 100 with Andy Lee tomorrow night at 9 on 9 and 9 now. Good on you Andy.
6: On your legend. See Bye. you mate. I've been waiting for a girl like you. Pete and Kimba present The Bachelor or should
1: we say The Matchula
2: Make me feel
1: I feel like we've now known Matt, our Matchelor, for years. Right? Well, because
2: we've gotten we've gotten to know him over the last couple of weeks, really, haven't we? Well, it's been it's been a month now. It's been almost a month. Has so,
1: it? yes, Damn. yeah, yeah. So we almost uh, almost a month ago we met Matt for the first time. He was part of the instant couple with setup with him and Tanya, two singles. Can we make them fall in love by Valentine's Day? Tanya quit the experiment last week in a massive shock to us all. Mm-hmm. But Matt was keen to keep going, so we set up the matchula.
2: Yeah, so we're sending him on three different dates with three different women, all waiting to get to Valentine's where he's going to pick one Valentine.
1: That's this Wednesday, by the way. So
2: Friday night, we sent him out with 29-year-old Kiara. Um, we sent producer Rami as chaperone, who is great company. You never know what you're going to get. Rami will make it a great time. But they went to Archie Brothers in Karina to have some fun and get to know each other.
1: Take a listen.
5: I think it'll go good, I think it'll go well. Don't be nervous. I've been been doing it for like a week now. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) think it's going good. Easy
2: to talk to, great smile. Conversation just flows, yeah. It just feels easy. Like, there's nothing worse than going on a date and it's awkward and you don't know what to talk about
5: but this is just easy. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah? Turn to me, turn to me. Can't see me. She's lovely. She's really, really nice. First impression, she's got bright red hair. She's striking. I'm liking the conversation. We're talking a lot about kids and people. It was so easy back then. My thought process is I've got another two girls. So you're always thinking like, oh... This one's lovely, what's the next one going to be like, what's the next one going to be like, you know, so. Hey, um, it's producer Rami here by the way. I'm chaperoning
1: Kiara's and Matt's date and I've gotten them drinks, turned around and they've left me to go and look for Matt's phone, which has apparently disappeared. And they both said they'll go look for it together.
6: This sounds very, very sus. I'm just sitting here by myself waiting. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, okay. What a twist. Rami, did they did they end up coming back? Did you find them again or did they completely disappear? Half an hour. Half an hour to find the phone. They were gone half an hour and I just had their drinks waiting and I just played it nice. It was like, oh, did you find the phone? They're like, yeah, we found it. I don't know. You know what?
2: It's a really good sign that they felt safe leaving their drinks with you for
1: half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. When they came back, were they dishevelled? Dishevelled, hair everywhere. Like, it was just a mess. Interesting. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's the date with 29-year-old Kiara for the Matula. Um, A lot of really good conversation going on there. Things like easy to talk to, great smile, um, she's lovely. Yep. You know what got me, though? What? When he said towards the end there... This is nice, but I'm thinking about the other two girls. It's like, mate, keep your mind on the task but at hand. He's
2: been honest with us this morning that it is hard to do. This is what people find when they're on Tinder or they're on dating apps, that they're like, it's hard to just focus on one because they do have more than one conversation going on. I think this is realistic for the dating world these
1: days. Well, that's where I think it's the problem though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, mate, keep like just she's the only one. Tunnel vision,
6: okay? Yeah. Like you, Pete and Kimber
1: present The Bachelor, or should we say The Matchelor?
6: Make me feel
1: alive. Yeah, that's right. No longer instant couple. Uh, the two singles that we found who said, Yes, we will try and fall in love by Valentine's Day. Tanya has left the experiment, so Matt hanging around, we turned it into The Matchelor. Three dates over three days. And then you have to make your decision by Wednesday. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Pete.
2: How are you, bud? Very well, thank you. Yeah, good. Now, we've been told you can't give us too many details yet about how it went. But um, you did go on a date on Friday night with 29-year-old Kiara. Yep. How was the date? How did it go? It's
5: good. It's good there. Excuse me. Because I've only ever been there. I'm a little girl. So to go with an adult it's fun.
2: Oh, we went. You, we sent you to Archie Brothers, it's which Archie is up Brothers, yeah. stairs at Karen Up Shopping mm. Centre. There, it's really fun because it's got all of the the yeah, bowling and the holy moly and everything.
5: And we did the um, the virtual roller coaster thing. Oh my oh. god, that is awesome!
1: Geez, what an ad for Archie Brothers! <laughs> <laughs> Book
2: now. <laughs> That's great, though. So you had a good it time. Was good. Yeah, it's
1: fun. Um, can Help. I ask one question? Can
5: I ask one question? Yeah. What time did you leave? I can't really remember. It was about half 10, 11, we went for a drink.
2: Okay. Oh, so that, hang on, didn't you meet at like five-ish, six-ish? So a good five-hour date?
5: I had a couple of drinks.
2: Okay.
1: Fantastic.
5: Went to the good company.
2: All right. Oh, great. Lovely spot. Now, Matt, part of the reason that we wanted to get you in this morning ahead of your next two dates is that I hoped that I could give you some friendly love advice. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Perfect. We had a chat off air last week, and you mentioned to me that there was a bit of a pattern in your dating life. I said, where does it sort of fall over? Do you see a pattern? And you mentioned that the
5: third date seems to be a tricky spot for you. It does, yeah. And I'm still trying to find out why. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. No one is. So for me to say I'm looking for the perfect one, it's easy for me to point the finger, but never point it back at myself. Right. So I understand that. Um, I'm still trying to find out why I fail. Has, it's not just the third date; it might be the fourth date. Has any okay. have they
1: ever given you any feedback? But it's not
5: <clears throat> like it's not just them. Like the girls that I dated last year, beautiful girls, and I'm like, why? Didn't I just pursued it a bit more. Mm. I kind of back out. Oh, so you pulled out as well, like yeah. you sort of got yourself frightened. And I think I might have said to you last week as well, Where I like this metaphor. It's like watching five different screens uh, of the five different movies. Mm-hmm. you never invested in that one movie, are you? Right. You're always jumping from movie to movie. Yep. Wow. That's what it's like on the dating app. So you, you're like, oh, I don't like what she has on there. I'll go on that next one.
2: Yeah, if they if they don't if they let you down in one way or if something's yeah. not
5: perfect, you think there's another one available. Yeah, because it's that easy, and you don't invest.
2: Well, look, I think then this is good because you're honest with yourself. That's yeah. the truth. I if, if I can give you a little advice of Please some observations do. that I have made, because I think you're a lovely bloke. We've met you a yep. number of times now. You're lovely. You're charming. You're funny. Yep. I think you have a lot to offer, but there's something that is bothering me that I think might be a bit to do with why it falls over for you. Right now. I think it would be beneficial for you to maybe cut back on some of the lustful references. <laughs> now, I know I know you're a cheeky bloke, and you did say when you get nervous, you can be a bit I,
5: cheeky. I agree, yeah.
2: Now, I, it's fun and cheeky at first, and it's a cute way of letting women know that you're interested and that you don't want them to be friend-zoned, right? Yeah. You don't want to be friend-zoned. But. Too many references can make women roll their eyes. So there's the, there's a few things in there where you're like, yeah, okay, you find me attractive, you throw a few lines in, that's cool. After a couple, what it becomes, it's sort of like, you know, if you were shopping for a Volvo yeah, and you're looking to buy a Volvo and suddenly you see Volvos on the road everywhere. <laughs> so it's sort of like once you've given a few too many references, women start to notice all the references you yeah. make and it starts to feel like you only care about one thing and there's no depth yeah and there's no interest in getting to know them any better right and and i i know that you're not only after one thing that you would like to find love but it does put us on high alert right. and i'm speaking on behalf of all women here but i know that it's kind of we start to roll our eyes a bit and i want to give you a bit of an example of some of the comments that you made when we had Tanya here, <laughs> how it might sound if you were a woman, this is how it might sound when you start hearing them back.
6: Okay? Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Spots right.
0: I think it was really good. It was very comfortable.
5: Yeah, it was good. We had a little roll around.
2: We
1: did. Yeah.
5: <laughs> how do you feel about a snug first sight?
2: <laughs> and how's it feeling now?
5: Yeah, good. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so what was it like? Come on, come on, come on.
1: You had a smoochy smoochy. Was there a touchy feeling?
5: Right, listen, not going to lie. Yes, and it's uh, everybody needs a bosom for a pillow.
1: Beautiful view. What's over there? What can you
4: see? <gasps> oh, my God,
5: it's a beautiful. Look at that boobs. you know when you wear a nice dress? Do you wear Converse or high heels? <laughs> oh, my
2: God. How did now, that feel hearing it back?
5: A bit cringing then, to be fair. Yeah, like... And
2: I wasn't trying to throw you under the bus. Nah,
5: but... I, I'm, I'm on board with you, Kimber.
2: Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And so I just think going into your next dates, it's something to consider.
5: It is funny at first, isn't it? And then, yeah, wow.
2: And they are funny lines. It's just that in isolation and when there's too many of them or when they start coming all the time, we really notice them. And I think it might be part of your undoing.
5: I don't think I do it when I'm out on dates, though, but I can see why 100%. But maybe, yeah, well, that's why I'm here. Look,
2: Look, and you're not alone. I I... think lots of blokes do this. I think if anyone's listening,
1: I'm hoping that this helps them. Can I just say, right, mate? you're so not alone that this happens in working relationships that are going well. My wife, years ago, had to pull me up and stop me. And actually have like sit me down and have a discussion with me about it and go, I've had enough of it. Like because I used to do it a lot as well. And we we're married. Like yeah. we're we're you know, we still are married. But you know, so you're not alone.
5: Um, but it's good to hear it back. It is good, yeah. It's like, whoa. So it's nice. I need taming a little bit, I think.
2: Yeah. You're still funny. You've got plenty of funny things to say, but I think yeah. that you can just swing it in a different direction. Yeah,
5: and we want you to find love. We want this to be real. And it's not intentional. It's obviously, it is a bit of nerves. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I get you, Kimba. I love it.
1: All right. Yeah. So, uh, thank you, Dr. Kimber, yeah. once again. <laughs> How much is that going to cost <laughs> 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 No, we're, we're bulk billing this one, mate. Don't worry about it. Have you and a relative hooked up with the same person? What? Uh, now, can I offer up a couple of things here? First and foremost, you can rena- you can remain anonymous, and also we have a voice disguiser, right? Mm-hmm. We do have a voice disguiser if you think to yourself, I know people will recognise my voice.
2: Part of me wishes I had a story just so I could use the voice disguiser. <laughs> Although, shout out to the people who said that when we use the voice disguiser, they
1: think everyone
2: sounds like me. I had <laughs> no idea that I sound like that. Uh, it's not me.
1: Um. Now, earlier this morning, we caught up with Andy Lee from The 100 and Hamish and Andy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes on this show to talk about The 100, which premieres tomorrow night uh, on Nine and Nine Now. And it's a show where they put a 100 different people up that represent Australia and they ask him questions. He revealed this to us. Here's the interesting one. How many
6: siblings have hooked up with the same person? <laughs> Oh. That is, what percentage of Australians have kissed the same person as a sibling or hooked up with the same person
2: as a sibling? <sighs> you know, what? I wouldn't think that it's many, but we have had people on the show tell us they like yeah. married someone and then ended up leaving them for their sister and stuff. So I, I'm going to say 6%.
1: Six percent. I reckon that's low. Do you? Uh, yeah, no, I do. I reckon that's low. You've been going I,
2: around macking on with the same amount with some women that your brother has. Not
1: me personally, right? Um, but <laughs> I feel like I feel like this segment always shows off a little bit too much about me. Um, I no, I I reckon there's the dark decrepit side that we're not encountering here of Perth. So I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go it's around about thirty-seven percent.
6: Yeah, Well, you're going to have to tune in to find the answer to this one. The other part to it, I'll add, though, is there's a lot of sibling rivalry that I didn't realise happens in this realm.
2: It's
1: high!
6: Really? Amongst, particularly amongst females trying to chase the same boys.
2: Get out! It's high!
1: Gee! Yep. Right, I'm expecting, like, 20s, 30s when it gets revealed on The 100 tomorrow night. Have you and a relative hooked up with the same person? I know he was talking about siblings there. Let's open it up. Relatives. Right. Anyone,
2: anyone, anyone in your family where you've hooked up with the same person? Mum and dad. It's sort of hard to imagine for me because I just feel like yeah, I feel like my sister and I like we wouldn't pick the same guys. Yeah, I can't imagine we'd be interested in the same
1: dudes. But there, that's yeah, there'd be plenty of people out there who would. Oh, plenty I mean, of people. We want out to there. hear if you have. Yeah, let's go to the calls, Lisa. Good morning. Tell us about um, this. You want a relative hooked up with the same person? Who was it?
0: Hi, so thankfully it wasn't me, it was my friend. (laughs) However, so she had gone to Bali with her sister, sister's boyfriend, and then a bunch of their friends, came back from a day out, like a night out, went to beach clubs and everything, came back to the hotel, oh, sorry, villa, and um, the friend walked into my friend hooking up with her sister's boyfriend. (gasps) Whoa! Yeah, so anyway... Sister caught the first flight home. She was so angry. She wrecked sister's room, like my friend's room. Everything was so angry. Parents were not happy, everything. And now she's dating this sister's now ex boyfriend. And they're all going on the same family trip
2: together. Oh, no. Okay. So I guess somewhere oh. along the line, the first sister is sort of gone. Okay. He's not really for me then. Oh, but she's accepting weird. that, like, maybe they're meant to be together.
7: Yeah. It's a
2: bizarre. No, it's wow. bizarre. It's weird. I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I mean, it. if you didn't care about the person enough, if you were sort of like, oh, you know what, they were just not a big deal to me. And if you really like them, then knock yourself out. They were on a trip together. Yeah. They found them hooking up <laughs> when they shouldn't have been hooking up.
1: There's no way you can explain this away. Mm, we have anonymous here. Do they need their voice disguise? No, they or don't. No, no. Okay. Anonymous is fine. Um, hello, anonymous. Tell us about your cousin.
0: Hi, so my cousin Slept with this one guy. So, she was dating him. They broke up and now he slept with her two daughters and got (gasps) the oldest daughter pregnant. No!
1: Sorry, hang on. Can you go back to the beginning, please, and, and just say that again? There was a lot of information there.
0: Okay. So, my cousin, older cousin, got with this gentleman. Yes. He then slept with her and now has slept with her two
1: daughters. And got the second daughter pregnant.
2: I think we should be reneging the word gentleman.
1: Mm. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> um, is this has this family exploded? Like, what what's happened?
2: I have no idea, but yeah, it's a bit
0: awkward. There's, yeah, we don't really know what to do. <laughs> a
1: bit awkward. Honestly, there is so much
2: going on in people's lives that we don't know about. That's amazing.
1: Josie in Midland, have you and a relative hooked up with the same person?
7: I hooked up with the same guy that my mum
2: hooked up with. <gasps> Josie, did you know at the time?
7: I didn't. I was actually the first one to hook up with him. And then it was a while later and we were enjoying some photos that she'd been sent, um, just casually. Oh, yeah, and, um, so your, your mum, mum
2: started dating somebody and... Was looking at not
7: not dating,
2: just just hooking up with
7: just hooking up with, and, and she was
2: showing you photos. What? Well,
7: you know when you like someone's got yeah. a nice bod, and you're like,
2: "Ha, look at that!" You know, like did have a just, look at this. Did you say I know that person?
7: <laughs> I noticed the tattoos on his fingers. We'll, we'll just say he was maybe holding a, a hot dog. <laughs> and I um, I noticed the tattoos on his, on his knuckles. I recognise that hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just in, comple-
5: <laughs> wow. I was in
7: complete shock. I was like, what's his name? And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, no, no, no. What is his name? Like, because I wow. was like, am I just imagining this? Like. Um, and yeah, it was it was the same guy that I'd hooked up with a couple of months prior.
1: Um, also, your mum is an absolute queen.
7: Like, what a friendly absolute. relationship wow. with your mum. So oh, we we were way too open with
0: each other. Um,
7: comparing
1: way, way too- comparing notes and everything, Josie.
0: <laughs> The Pete and Kimber Podcast. Scratch up your share of $9 million with Monopoly Scratch and Win. It's back at your nearest
1: Lottery West retailer. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858.